open the doors here at Masqueradica and people are beginning to filter in in all their fabulous costumes. It's actually my job to tell people where the dressing rooms are, but I'm having trouble deciding who's a performer and who's not a performer. I just asked a group of vampires if they needed to know where the kinky salon vampire dressing room was, but they were like, no idea what I was talking about. And I was like, oh, well, there's some other vampires here and uh, you know, you're not a performer so never mind you know everyone has got their own beauty going on like particularly this person Cal oh my god who's this gorgeous girl talking on a <laughs> on a, is this? this is a zoom H, this is my radio show that fits in my pocket am this I live is, right now yes <laughs> this awesome. is Cal Holtzler from our gourmet life erotic dinners and you look lovely and sparkly like and my new mask no it's delicious awesome. it is so sparkly yeah, like well, I'm you. excited for so, tonight. Yeah, I know there's Lots so much of fun going friends on. Are hanging out and coming by. Mm -hmm. And this gorgeous woman just walked by and she's tied up. There's a special thing that goes out at the end, and I can hold people's drinks with it. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. I thought you were asking me to own you for a little bit. Yeah. Oh. Well, if you want to come and watch us play, or if you want to play with us, we're going that way. You can come play with us. The is a go go. Yeah. I will follow you. Okay, I'll see well, you soon. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> Humans. So, yes, that's kind of how it goes here. I mean, there's a lot of people from all the different kinky salon communities. Did you hear that tasty going on just now? That was a zombie, fairy zombie, like all bloody, and but fairy wings and wearing pink. And there's lots of gorgeous women wearing big boots, taking confident strides, wearing small amounts of leather clothing, and big hats with big feathers. And there's a man who's dressed as a leopard <laughs> with a full latex leather outfit and little ears. And there's people dressed as convicts and vampires and the leather feather contingent is here. I mean, the Stanton Warriors are going to play. Hecklina and Tranny Shack and Bondage Agogo and Kinky Salon. Oh, and Kinky Salon not only has vampires, but also has jungle warriors and zombie strippers. So, yeah, it's going to be quite a night. And I'm totally leaving stuff out. Like, there's so much. So, just buckle your safety belts, dear listeners, because this night is going to last a long time. This is sex. Everyone gets what they want. This is sexploration. Explore. Play. This is sexploration with Monica. Sex is proof that God loves us and wants us to have fun. Sexploration with Monica at sexplorationwithmonica.com. I know that you wanted to hear from the shiny leopard man, so I found him. And his name is Rowan. Ronan. Ronan. Yes. Welcome to Sexploration with Monica. Thanks for talking to me. My pleasure. Thank you. So you are not only an animal right now, but you like to play as an animal fairly frequently. Yes. Yes, I do. I play a couple times a week. And so what, what happens when you play? Oh, uh, 
lot of things. Uh, you can tell us anything. The oh. only one you want to tell us. Okay, well, you know, as long as it's consensual, right? Uh, of course, as long as it's consensual. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's leash. There's walking around uh -huh. on a leash. There's uh, being fed. Uh -huh. There's. Um, there's and a lot so of bedroom you, you play. You always have like a, a top or a dominant person, dominatrix, or a, uh, a male dominant telling you what you what to do for them? There's an owner. An um, owner? I wouldn't necessarily call them a dominant because I'm a snow leopard. So, uh, you know, a big oh. cat, you have to convince the cat to do things. And that's, oh, charming. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of the fun of it. Because it. you're a big, powerful beast. Exactly. You know, and it's up to me, really, if I want to help them or not. And, uh, you know, often I do, and there's good reward. And, uh -huh. you know, but it's it's different than, like, uh, a typical master-slave relationship. Right, because or, you're a beast. And, right. And, and so you, like, let's talk a little bit about the pause, right? Because okay. the pauses are, uh, it's like a symbol for getting out of being a human being, exactly. like getting out of the mental space of like, I'm going to manipulate this and I'm going to pick it up and I have an opposable thumb and stuff. Right. So tell me why you like to have, because I mean, he's wearing full paws that completely cover all of his fingers and he can't pick anything up tonight, so he's not going to be holding a drink for himself or anything like that. So tell me about like the psychology of having paws. As you said, you know, you can't pick anything up, you can't manipulate anything, so you kind of take the humanity and you put it at the door. It helps to become an animal, or it helps to set in, get into the mindset of that animal. And why do you like being an animal? Oh, you get to forget so many things, so many uh, bills, so many uh, stresses. No leopards don't have bills. No, no, they don't. They, <laughs> they only have to find food and sleep, and, you know, and that's kind of the fun. When you're in your animal mind, do you feel like your brain works differently? I think it can. There are different phases, and uh, sometimes when I'm the deepest in my headspace, yes, I do think differently. I think. And what sort of moments take you to that place? Oh, I think after a, after a set time, after a, after a good like hour or so of doing it, then it just kind of becomes a little more natural. You, it just becomes. You're more in tune with your with your instincts, and, uh, and there's more of like, do I like that? Do I want that? I'm going to take it, or I, I'm not going to take it, or you know, what can you do for me? You know, kind of like, I mean, I'm a big cat, so cats are well, they come across as a little selfish sometimes, right. and, you know, true. so I get to do that, and that's a lot of fun. Well, that does sound fun, and especially sexually, because oftentimes. Right. We get so in our head that we're like, oh, you know, I'm ashamed, or I don't know what I want, or I'm being polite, or something, you right. know, some kind of civilization of ourselves. And that can really get out of, you know, make us not be in our body. Right. And, and with being an animal, then you're like, oh, I want that. Yeah, I want that, or I'm going to do this, and you're either going to like it or you're not. But I'm hungry, I'm tired. Yeah, but I'm going to do it, and... You know, if you enjoy it, that's great. But if not, well, I enjoyed it, so that's oh great God. too. So, I, although this does happen in a, an area of consent, right? Like, oh, of course. So the two of you, like you both have all of the BDSM rules in place. Oh, and absolutely. We have safe words. It's all risk aware, consensual, or safe and sane. But you get to be the person that is all like, ah, and, 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 
yeah, absolutely. all that stuff yeah. in a really safe and fun way yeah. where that person actually kind of likes that. Uh, yes, I mean, I hope more my than, partner likes more it. More than kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do it quite often, so. <laughs> Twice a week, so actually they must really dig it. Yeah, I hope so, otherwise they're pulling the wool over my eyes. Yeah, I'm sure they yeah. are. So speaking of stuff over your eyes, you're wearing a full-body latex suit. Yes. What does it feel like to be in there? It feels great. Um, it, I imagine it's kind of warm. It is a little a warm. Little sweaty. It is a little sweaty. Um, you but kind you like warm and sweaty. Yes, um, it's kind of... You would have to, otherwise you would never want to be in there. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, but that's not necessarily the whole part of it. Like, I don't get in it to be warm and sweaty. It's just a byproduct. Uh, what I enjoy about the, the wearing the latex is it's kind of like a second skin. Right. It, uh, it, it wraps you and it kind and of hugs you. you're completely naked under there. Yes. Okay, just checking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it hugs you, and it's kind of, uh, it's always there. It acts as a support, in a way. Oh, right. So you can, like, really prounce around and, like, jump on things, and and it's not like your tender human being skin. Right. It's like you're encased. Yes, and there's there's an extra level of freedom that comes with and it. And it's super stretchy. Yes, it is super stretchy. Although I imagine you probably wouldn't want to rip it. Oh no, no, ripping it is is pretty bad. Uh, you have to fix it. It depends on the age. Uh, the older latex gets, the, the more fragile in general. Uh, but it can be ripped, but it's not very easy. Good. Yeah. That way you can like kind of get all rough and tumble in there. Right. I mean, that's what it's there for. So you, you get rough and tumble, and then if it, if it breaks, then it breaks. Right. But, uh, yeah. And what's the mental part of like putting on the outfit? Does it change something for you? Does the smell of it make you remember things that happened before or get more into your animal persona or? Well, the smell is definitely a trigger. It, it triggers both memories and a certain uh, level of in response. There's less, less thought about uh, consequences and more thought about, you know, uh, the moment. I see you have a special zipper. I do. Um, so how do you access your zipper if you don't have hands? Well, actually the mitts are removable separate from the suit, oh, and the suit has, okay. has hands built in. Uh, so I could do that, or uh, my partner will do that. Right, okay. But they so have to be either... careful to watch for the for the zipper and the, uh, oh, the yes. other bits. And yeah. the folding and the hair. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, genital folds. Yes, they very really painful. get involved in the zipper, and it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of There's Something About Mary. <laughs> right, yes. Well, are you a masochist necessarily or no? No, not at all. No, I'm more of a submissive and, uh, and a sensualist. Uh, I like to experience very many sen- types of sensation. So some types of pain are very pleasurable, but I mean, I'm definitely, I don't like a lot of pain. I mean, it's interesting because not everyone knows just because you're a bottom or just because you're a submissive doesn't necessarily mean that you're a masochist. Right. It doesn't mean that you like pain. They're completely different. There's a lot of overlap, but they are two different mentalities. Like, each person really likes different things. You know, they like different things about serving. They like different things about, you know, being on the bottom or surrendering. Absolutely. Uh, To each their own. You know, what gets somebody off may not... uh be somebody else's cup of tea. Would you say you're more of a surrenderer or more of a fighter? Oh, 
I'm a kind of a large guy, so when I fight, I tend to win. So I guess I'm more of a surrenderer. I mean, I'll fight and then I'll, I'll win, but then, you know, I'll get bored. And I'll just kind of like, you know, like I'll pounce and, you know, put, put their shoulders on the ground. And then, you know, I'll go, oh, okay. And then I'll walk like, off. Okay, I'll let you go now. Yeah, and then they get fun. me. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like that too. Like the, <laughs> the energy that goes back and forth. Like, right. That's why it's nice if you know, someone's willing to play with you and right. really let it be a fluid exchange of energy. Right, a very playful, I mean, you know, sex is fun. And right. Animal role play is fun. And, uh, I like to mix them both, um, but I want to have fun. I mean, that's the whole point. Well, thank you so much for telling our listeners about your experience of Catitude. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Do you want to tell people how they can find you, like, on the internet or on FetLife? Well, yeah, on FetLife, my handle is Ronin Pony. Um, I also do a pony play. Oh, so. you do? What's the difference between being a pony and being a cat for you? Oh, uh, let's see. Ponies are more helpful, and cats are more selfish, I think. And uh, ponies more are... Feisty. Yes, and cats are more into... They'll do a little dominance and submission play. Right. But a pony is more of, you know, I'll help you. If you make me help you, I won't like it, but I'll do it. Right. Whereas a cat will just be like, no. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And is there like a lot of spanking with ponies? Like riding them and spanking their big rumps? Some, not, not a lot. Really, not not a you. lot. Uh, no, I mean, because that's, that's a special scene. That's like where you break the pony. Oh, you would need to break them. I Sometimes. Um, I thought maybe they would like it. <laughs> they often do, um, right. but but a real pony tends not to like that. Right. So when you you're mean a pony, like a real pony that is actually a an in yeah fact a biological a, pony, a biological like biological, a horse pony. Yeah, exactly yeah. biological not horses. a person pony. Sometimes no. it's hard to know what we're talking about. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but a, a biological pony will tend not to like being the hit. Smacking. I mean, because you know you're, they're being smacked. Right. But so you know when you do the pony play. Okay, but you know, there's a lot of animals that do enjoy being spanked. Like cats. Yeah. Like cats. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that weird? Yes. Yes, it is. So many cats love kitty spankings. Like yeah. when you put, you pet them, you kind of pat them, and but really hard. And they just raise their. And they're all like, yeah, and they raise yeah. their butt in the air, and so you're kind of patting them, and fairly hard. Yeah. Right above their tail, in between, like right on their hip bone, and they really dig it. It's really weird. Yes. But apparently, ponies are not into this. Uh, not so much, no. Okay, well, good. Good to know. All right. I mean, I don't have quite as much experience around ponies, so... Okay, well... Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. with William and I'm 
freshly electrocuted, <laughs> or electrified, as I should say. Um, William does the violet wand. What is this little sparkly thing, tinsely thing that you have? It is actually Christmas tinsel that I make a little tassel out of that uh -huh. just uh, makes it a little stronger, gives it a nice little bite. Yeah, it, it was very bitey. Okay, so what he does is it, it's about sensation play, and he runs electricity all over your body, and it is like, it's hard to describe, but it's a little bit like little needles, but it's also, I mean, as a radio person, to be honest, I love it because it is like, I mean, electricity play is playing with the radio energy. It brings me you. Stimulating, would you say it is? Exactly. So much. And so he runs all of this tinsel and his fingers and, and the violet wand all over your body. And it just feels amazing. Uh, I, I and find that. he also that. does the hair pull very well. Thank you. He's a professional. One of my He's favorite been doing things. this for 20 years at Bondage Agogo. At Bondage Agogo. So tell me about like why you're drawn to doing this sort of thing and what you've learned over 20 years of electrifying. Well, I saw, saw someone use the violet wand at Bondage Agogo when I first started going and I fell in love with it the first time I felt it. And I've been doing it ever since. I bought my own. I've gotten good at it. Uh, learned all the good spots. And, uh, what are the good spots? Oh, well, just a couple of them. A couple I know of them. A lot of good okay. Spots, right? Well, uh, the back of the neck, down the spine. Yes, down right, the spine was right really good. Right to the good. small of the back, and you can mm -hmm. describe what that area is right there. The sacrum. The sacrum. Some the back say of the. Crack, but you know, they, for some nice. reason, right at the crease at the top of the leg where it meets the butt. Uh huh. And then right on the front of the hips, on the hip bone. Interesting. Where all the good nerves go. Right. So it's about nerve endings. It is. It is. I found that it just, uh, I have people that come to me uh, on a weekly basis. I have like a little gathering every week, it seems. They come in and they want, the, it gets them going for the evening. They come over and they get stimulated. They get wound up and they'll go dance for three hours nonstop. Come back, get some more, and go back and finish out the right, night. It's, totally. it's their fix. Right, so, I mean, if I could describe, I mean, a lot of people would think if you've never had this happen to you, like, how could it possibly feel good? You had no idea be, you would like that, right? Well, I'm not into pain, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it would feel, I mean, it's a little bit like pain, but it's also a little bit like effervescence. It can go like different ways. I can make it just sense a sensation, a nice buzzy sensation, or I can make it painful. Yeah. And that's up to that's my call into you know what the level is I'm playing at because it does have levels and depending where the person wants to go with it, I can go from a light sensation to make you tears come to your eyes. Oh, <laughs> well that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> so do you sometimes like ramp all the way up to cattle prod? I, I'm not into cattle prods. I don't like, I, this does not uh, go into the muscle. It travels over the outside of the skin. You can, uh, I could give you more of a shock with a nine volt battery than I can with this because this is a different frequency. It's high voltage AC, travels over the outside of the body, where if I use a nine volt DC battery, I could stop your heart. So this is a lot, I find a lot safer. A nine volt, oh yes, definitely. You put the pads in the right places with a like a a unit. Uh, you can you can basically stop somebody's heart with it because it goes into the muscle. It'll make your muscles jump. This will not make it. Does not go that deep. It travels over the outside. That's why you just feel it on your skin. It just travels over the outside of your skin. I've been doing it for 20 years. I've had no ill effects from it at all. Now, 
what do some of the people that come see you frequently, um, what do they say about like your the experience with you? Because oh, they I just mean, melt. Yeah, I mean, you have a. I mean, he has a very gentle touch, so he like you know touches all over your skin and like runs his fingers down your arm and like plays with the hair at the back of your neck. And I mean, it's almost. I mean, it's kind of like a massage, except for it's not. I mean, it's not muscles. Exactly. I've had a hard time describing it because it's. It, it, you can tell people about it. The only thing I ever tell people is it's like a, it feels like a carpet shock. When you first feel it, you'll think like you've walked across the carpet and touched somebody. Right, like but it keeps, once you know that it's coming, and it just keeps on coming at the same level, you, you can kind of relax into it, and then you just let yourself go. And it will, it will take some people places. I've had people just, they melt is the only way to describe it. They will melt in front of me, some people that just, and maybe they've never felt it before. But then again, I say they, they, I get the most frequent phrase I hear is, I had no idea I would like that. Yeah, exactly. And they just, they just, the eyes roll back. And I've had woman orgasm in front of me. Woo! I had and all you were doing was electrifying Just skin. touching the outside of the body, uh, hitting the right spots like I described. Which, and those are the, like, the hip bones. The, especially the hip bones but in the front. But you were like electrifying her genitals. Or no, no, nipples, not at all. No. Just keeping it moving, and they were relaxed enough that they could let themselves go. I'm sure they forgot where they were. I sometimes forget where I am in a public place right. because I get so locked in, right. and it becomes a really one-on-one -on -one thing with the eyes and um, and again the hair, right. and I get lost in it. I've had one woman go; she got off four times, oh. and just you, you know, and and you standing right there in the middle of a nightclub, wow. and just because she was letting herself go, and you know, oh. orgasms. Probably what 80% mental anyway, or whatever yeah, you know. A lot. So she allowed and herself to go there and felt the let that stimulation take her there. Right. Yeah. Some people, like Barbara Corellis of Urban Tantra, can just have an orgasm from breathing. I've known people. You could just. Right? I've had submissives. You could just look at them and tell them, and they would. They, they could, would do it. They could go. They oh, could that's go there. Awesome. But these are people that I've known for you know 20, 30 seconds. And wow. talked to and said, "Would you like to try this?" They said yes, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're locked in a right. in a scene. Right. So tell me about some of the people that you've been electrifying tonight. It's been interesting. Uh, most of the people here are voyeurs. We're all exhibitionists, obviously, uh, because that's the why we're here. Oh, really? I'm I, shocked. No, I'm shocked really to find that out. No, but it's true. Most people are hanging out behind and watching. I've had it, several of the people that are. Uh, regulars to the club have come by and done some electricity. They've had a few people that have come to attend, but most people are watching and see what's going on. And again, it's early yet, so as the night rolls on, I'm sure it'll uh, people will relax into the atmosphere. And, well, and thanks for I'll be busier. That was oh really well, you are anytime. Thank you. No, pleasure. He's a, really a master at it. I mean, it's I just feel all like, <laughs> and I'm really I'm not into pain at all. I'm not. I, I, I'm a, I don't call myself a sadist. I don't identify as a sadist. I can be sadistic when the when the mood calls for it. You like it. But I do like sensation play. Right. And to watch somebody's eyes roll back in their head, or to watch them just relax, you know, just again melt into it is is I do get a lot from that. There's a lot of feedback from that, and that's what I enjoy. So as you can hear in the background, there's lots of spanking and screaming. Um, Stefanos is vlogging Noreen. Someone is being suspended, oh, by Jack Hammer, um, right over there on the little tripod thing. And, and sometimes you 
It's our little area. We've got, uh, I don't know, there's probably a good uh, 100 people standing around watching what's going on. Uh -huh. And they'll probably get uh, a little a little busier as the night goes on. Right. As people and, filter around. And also we're surrounded by artwork. So oil paintings from Nancy Peach and photographs and all this erotic art. This is also the gallery erotica. Yes, it is. It, I haven't seen the rest of it uh, yet. I haven't been moved out of the spot, but uh, I really have no reason to go anywhere yeah, else. This is looking. where the action is. You've got your magic wand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, William. Uh, anytime. I have found Cracker the Clown. <laughs> Hi. Hello, hello, hello. So you're going to go on at midnight in the Bondage of Go-Go area. Right, com. That's pretty exciting. What are you going to do? Uh, beat the show some people. <laughs> <laughs> Would you define yourself as a sadist? Oh, of course. And why? Why huh? are you a sadist? Do you really want to know the of truth? Of course I want to know the truth. Because it makes my dick hard. <laughs> <laughs> but you play with people that love to be hurt. Right, exactly. How do you find those people? Uh, like the girl I'm with right now, on, I looked at her, talked to her for a while. We go massage school together and she has tattoos all over her body and she's a cutter. So between those two things, I know that she knows how to process pain. So, and she's also, I talked to her enough and kind of fucked with her and everything. And I knew she also was submissive toward me. So that's what I have to have in a relationship. Have to be submissive toward me, has to love her. erotic pain. Right, erotic pain. Erotic And pain. how do you make it erotic? I mean, because people can step on your toe and it hurts. Right, that right, 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 right. You, you can't do that at all. How do you make erotic pain? Well, at least for me, I start by um, playing with her pussy. I mean, so any place that's erotic for her, you can connect the pain or even just the uh, erotic energy. Like, yes. even if you're not even touching her, right, I think you right. can make it. Exactly. Because you used to play in, what was it, Alabama? Yep, Alabama, and Georgia. And you couldn't actually touch them. No. Because no. it was in the in the BDSM rule books back in Alabama and many parts of the South. You can't actually make contact. Well, you, you, you can't make contact, and um, they can't act like they are, they're enjoying the pain. They can't act like can't, they're enjoying the pain. No. That's fucked up. So you have to like pretend that you're not enjoying it? Uh, you just put a leather mask on. Oh. Uh, uh, and you put a, a ball gag in their mouth. Right. And you do a lot of wax play. Yeah, a lot of wax play, a lot of canes, a lot of impact, a lot of, a lot of everything. Right. And so, like, when you're playing in Alabama, it's a lot different than here, right? Because they have all those different, like, oh, yes, yes, rules yes, yes. and... Right. And it's like a legal thing too, yeah, like the exactly. club can get into trouble. Major trouble. Okay. And that's if they're enjoying it also, not just that you're touching them, but also that you enjoy exactly. it. That's ridiculous. That is See, ridiculous. I love watching, I love watching a masochist that is like really visually enjoys it. Right, right. You know, because then you can really tell that it's consensual. Right, right. You know, like my girl, uh, her, what she does, some of them cry, some of them do all kinds of, the way she crosses pain. 
by laughing. So she's laughing. La laughing. Yeah. You know, I remember so. when you were doing that wax play at the bondage dinner, Rusty was just laughing and laughing and shrieking and uh -huh. laughing and laughing and shrieking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Well, I'm looking forward to your performance tonight. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on Sexploration with Monica. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
<laughs> Especially when you're on stage with blood and a lot of people watching. Right, right. You might as well enjoy that part. Right? right? Although you have to pretend like you don't. Like I don't like it. <laughs> That's kind of the fun though. <laughs> no! Oh no, please! <laughs> So we have listeners all over the world, and it's actually fairly rare that there's a bubble like this, like San Francisco, where everyone's sex positive and it's easy to find what you like. So if you had to give advice to someone who was just starting, was kind of noticing that they were a masochist and liked pain, erotic pain, like what, what advice would you give them so that they would make healthy choices and, and proceed safely and enjoy themselves? Not to sound cliche, but to be here now. Be here and feel it and feel yourself in the moment that you put yourself in and the moment that you let someone else put yourself in. And it's, it's a beautiful relationship when you allow that, that dynamic of your body to be present and feel what it's capable of doing. And how do you know the people that you want to trust and the people that you shouldn't? Like, because there's going to be people that want to hurt you that maybe aren't actually hurting you in a nice way. You know what I mean? So how, 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 do, how can you tell the difference when you're first starting out? You can tell the difference when the person is actually listening to you. The interesting thing that I've learned from being a bottom is that I actually have all the power. Yeah, exactly. It was so surprising to me when I learned, wait, the bottom has all, all the power? Really? Yeah, because you can safe word at any time. At any time. And it's not just about the safe word, it's about the fact that once you have entered that session, that play space, that, that, that sacred space with your partner, with your whoever you've decided to engage in, that it's it's a space and you've created it together and it's safe. And you're you have to link in. You have to link in metaphysically, physically, all of it. You have to be there. You have to. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. I think it's so important for, especially in, in places where they don't have, you know, they don't have the Citadel. You know, they don't have kinky salons. So, like, how do you explore the kinky side or your submissive side? And I just watched a really interesting movie last night, The Secretary, with oh, James, I love that movie. James Spader and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a hard on for James Spader since I was 13. Totally. <laughs> Um, and, and it was a really interesting scenario in creating a space. They were somewhat in a small town and they were creating, they created their own space. They simply were like, oh, hello. They found each other in that moment. And, and that's, I feel really fortunate to live in San Francisco in the Bay Area and have such a sex positive place. I feel so fortunate. But I really wonder what the reality is for people that live out, out of state and, and in other places where this isn't as widely as accepted. And it's, it's not an okay thing in a lot of people's minds. Yeah. And how do people find that happy medium of being able to explore themselves and know that they're not sick and they're not, yeah. they're, they're okay to explore and be present in their right. body. And you deserve and to be hurt in a good way that you, you deserve. like. <laughs> and the interesting thing about the movie was this woman grew up in hurting herself. Right. She Cutting. was a cutter and she had family issues, you know, the typical I'm a hurt girl kind of thing. And, and her master that she found released her of that and she felt safe in releasing that with him and the dynamic <laughs> she also peed at his desk in a wedding dress <laughs> that was her own submission though that was so amazing to me when I was watching the movie when she peed in her dress my one thought was oh, that's a good girl good girl good girl 
you know, nothing would move her. her. Yeah, nothing right. would move her. Nothing would move her from that chair because her master told her to wait. Right. And it was a it was a test of herself. It was a test of her love. It was a test of her endurance. And her master was testing her and himself as well. It's such a power exchange. It's such a power exchange. It's so beautiful to watch and to be part of. And I'm so blessed to be in such an amazing, positive community to explore that in. So what do you get out of the power exchange when you're giving up your power? Um, as a personal survivor of sexual abuse, I find it very, very, very empowering to be in a situation in which I'm submissive, yet at the same time, I've handed that over consensually. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to me. As, as someone who still to this day struggles with it, as a victim, I don't call myself a victim. Some people would call me a victim, but to... Some other people would call you a survivor. To consensually hand over something that makes me feel good is so beautiful and healing and therapeutic yeah. and cathartic. And, right. it just, and if you need to cry, you can cry. And oh, and I've cried. <laughs> and I've cried and the blood that spilled and the bruises that have stayed for a week or more have been reminders of my own consensuality. Right, that you're choosing it. I'm time. capable of what right. I'm doing and I'm capable of controlling my body because what's inflicted on me in a consensual session I'm allowing to happen and I'm allowing my body to take care of it in whatever way it needs. It's so... <laughs> it's so good. It's working. So good. It hurts so good. It hurts so <laughs> lovely. Good. Oh, Abby, it's such a pleasure to talk to you, really. Such a pleasure. <laughs> I think I'm due on stage to be eaten and beaten yes, sometime I, soon. I'm going to set you free, little bird. Thanks for coming on Sexploration. Thank you so much. One, two. Bibbidi-boo. Now we are outside in the secret green room. And I am standing next to Scott Levkoff, who organized the entire spectacle of vampires, jungle savages, and the apocalypse army. And... I mean, how many people? 75 performers or something? Yeah, like that? yeah, it was about 80 or so. Oh my God, it was yeah. so like crazy and beautiful yeah. and multifaceted ridiculousness. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, and it still is. It's not over yet. No, no, it's not over. You can hear it kind of thumping There's on something. in That's, the background. Uh, Stanton Warriors freaking out. Yeah. Freaking out. And so let me describe what he's wearing. He's wearing like checkered, kind of almost Venetian antlers in arcs over his head and a ruffled collar. So it really frames your face quite So yeah, the, card, the, the collar is cardboard. Uh-huh. And uh, my headpiece is made out of tights from Multiculti for four yeah, bucks with balloon it. animal balloons in them. It's so great. Oh, it's balloon animal balloons. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it. Mm. That's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anything surprising tonight? Anything beautiful? Um, Truth and beauty? Yeah, it was, uh, it was everything that I thought it would be. Yeah. Incredibly chaotic and really beautiful. Like, I, would, I knew a this this community of performers that came out would just blow me away you know and they did yeah they did just just the, the pageantry the, the beauty just the embodiment of different energies and archetypes and mythic right. qualities and oh my god it was just i was just like yeah this is okay yeah this, this made it worth it yeah. just just them the beauty that they brought the, the mojo the fierceness that they brought you know right. made, made all this incredible amount of work and chaos uh, worth it for me <laughs> so, and, and, and hopefully the, the guests are having a good time too you know right no yeah. I think yeah and the vampires with their really long fingernails unbelievable they do this wonderful yeah. like 
like they just lightly touch your skin with their sharp pointy yeah, nails yeah. and it's just like woo right. it's it's Good. like being electrocuted oh wow okay yeah, it's yeah. great I, God I wish I could see all the show I yeah there's so much you know yeah, so, yeah. Thank there's you. so much beauty and so many different yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, and the then, idea, you know, know there's all the different rooms too yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. You know everything I, that's happening. Club Exotica. I don't know what's going on up there. Like I've been, you know, the yeah. bondage area. I know is going off. We did a couple parades, so I got to experience oh, the front of the yes. house. Oh, and I saw you on stage mm-hmm. right oh, before yeah. the Stanton yeah, Warriors. Yeah. We did a costume contest, a pageantry thing, and trying to evoke a little bit of magic here into the space, bring a little intentionality, you know, and which is always a risky gamble at a place like this. But there was there was some oh beaming God, faces so in front. Important. I think yeah. I saw a lot of amazing people from years past down there in the audience, you know, and. Right. I was like, yeah, okay, family, community. Mm-hmm. We're and doing this together. And thousands and thousands and thousands. Yeah, right? you know, like I was saying for the, the, the Examiner article for Caitlin O'Donoghue, you know, it's like there's something when you come together with this many people and you're bring, bringing your freak and you're just together and you're like, we're not a minority, but this is huge. I don't know, it might sound like I'm kind of getting high on my own stash here or something, you know, but there's some, there's a real power, you know, and bring a lot of people together no, I totally to raise agree. this kind of energy, you know? Totally. Yeah, I, I don't know. I love it. Yeah. I think it's so important to create like safe spaces for thousands of people to I mean, I stood next to so many people that this was their first time seeing anything like that. And they visually could tell that the woman being beaten really intensely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, her her whole back pink with, you know, the heat of blood yeah. rising yeah. to the skin. And she's just loving it and she's arching her back into it and yeah. she's just you know, screaming with delight rather than, you know, Doctari. something bad. And here's Doctari. Hi, Doctari. Hello. What are you doing? He's wearing rabbit ears and ah. some sort of face paint from an earlier culture, I'm guessing. Buto, actually. See? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got the Hayoka, little Hayoka rule going on, actually. Oh, yeah. oh right. Yeah, so Doctari helped to make this clown lounge in the box truck happen for us. This was a godsend tonight, so cheers to you, good sir. Cheers. Yeah, to have an cheers. outside space to get yeah, away is, from all of the was, nonsense. This was brilliant. This is no, just to get out of the music. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting too old for this. Well, this I keep some earbuds in my purse. Yes. You know, Michael and Janet and I and, um, well, our whole basic uh, company. You know, we're all here and we're all... <laughs> <laughs> so, Hail what... Um, okay, if people wanted to create this sort of, hmm. you know, stuff. I mean, I know hmm. that you've done the whole kinky salon mm-hmm. in all the different countries of the world like what sort of resources do people have to like start this sort of nonsense in their hometown well um the kinky salon london copenhagen and amsterdam um we have one in middletown called hedon salon um there's one in austin texas and um the formula is all in the the public commons on uh, the wiki the the kinky salon.com wiki where it's not a franchise we're just paying it forward we just want to give people the tools, tips, and techniques you to just throw. want to create more kinky in the yeah, world. Yeah, well, more, you know, to throw their own sexy arty parties. Right. You know, and it's working. And the things work. And London, London is in Copenhagen. We just talked to Bent. Unbelievable. They're, they're more kinky salon than we are here, I think. Well, that's a hard Because they're, they're so say. hungry for it, though. They're so hungry. There's the costuming, the, the sets, the decor, everything is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I haven't been, but I've seen the pictures. I've heard the stories. It's like, oh, my God. It's incredible. San Franciscans are, you know, Kinky Salon's been going 12 years here. Yeah. So people are like, okay, you know, Kinky Salon, you know, yeah. And, you know, but there they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. They just can't wait for it. The tickets go on sale, and literally they sell out in, like, a day. Wow. 
it's crazy. Oh, it's awesome. I just, you know, so. But I, I hear it's actually hard to get people to dress up in all these other places because there's such a costume culture in San Francisco. Yeah, it varies from city to city, and it's really interesting to see how it changed. Amsterdam, actually, they've, they've, they've been kind of trying to push the envelope, but the culture there is a little bit more, you know, I don't know. Really? They're yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's kind of a more of a just like a fetish club vibe, and they're trying to introduce the color and the humor. You know, God bless them, you know. But it's just, it's just taking time. They've been going for over, I don't know, almost two years now, I think. So talk to me about the important elements of creating a sex-positive space. I mean, and not just a sexy space where, like, sex is happening, but a positive space. I mean, because you focus a lot on, like, things like decor that people wouldn't necessarily mm -hmm. notice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I mean... the Tiki Lounge, and yeah. why is the pink room pink? And yeah, I mean, the, you know, there's a science of color. There's a science of scent. There's a science of imagery and of sound. You know, I like to keep rooms with lower um, volume so people can hear themselves. They can hear. They can connect. They can talk to each other. Yeah, they can talk, and it's so social. Like a lot of the stuff that we do, we, we consider it a social club. It's not like oh, a dance party or a sex party. It's like no, it's a social club, and everything else is kind of the foreplay, you know. And um, but I would say that the first and foremost thing that creates an intentional sex positive space are standards. And a community of people that are trained to uphold those standards. That's the key, that's the technology. The Kinky Salon Charter. And tonight, here in Masqueradica, we have the Masketeers. Mm -hmm. And you'll notice, I didn't bring the fucking sexy freaks on stage when I went on stage. Who did I bring up first the to honor? I brought up Bix, the woman that rallied the Masketeers, because I was like, you know what, guys? This, this is what makes this work. And I wanted to honor her, and I wanted to honor them, you know? And maybe it doesn't have that big, immediate sexy like wow in your face you know but i was like you know what this this guys let's let's have a moment here you know and right. i don't know i took a chance and i just wanted to honor bix you know well and i imagine i mean how many masketeers did you guys have we had uh, 32 masketeers here tonight and they're still working they're, this is the time of night when they're really busy yeah, that's when they really you know and just helping yeah. single guys not be too pervy or grabby or douchey and helping people with consent right they have this, the t-shirts that say consent is sexy on the back to, to really help to model and just to, you know, have a presence and like, hey, there's people here keeping an eye on each other, right. you know, be thy brother's keeper, right. sister, etc. Right? And you only have to say no one time. Like, if someone says no to you, then yeah. don't ask again. Yeah, that's on the charter. One no is I enough. That's really great. part of the, mas the, the Masqueradica charter. Right. Yeah. And it's such a part of the culture, though, to be like, oh, now that means I should convince you. But that doesn't really feel good to the person who just said yeah. no. Yeah, well, yeah, people, got a lot of guys take it really badly, you know, and it's a, I think it's a really nice vibe in there, actually. It feels oh, no, really nice. No, I think it's really nice. working out. I've never experienced a party this large. This sexy. A sexy party that just feels really friendly and nice yeah. and not skeezy at all. It's, right. it's a kind of a miracle. Well, even in the BDSM room, especially because it's coated with Nancy Peach art and, I mean, all mm -hmm. the erotic art mm -hmm. around it, so it's like a space of art, but then there's all these crazy, you know, BDSM scenes mm -hmm. happening also in there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not feeling exploitative or dark or, you know, it's feeling yeah, it's, really good. It's really beautiful. I'd like to see a little bit more variety and body, body positivity in the, in the art gallery. It's like, oh, right. there's a lot of skinny chicks. There's a lot of skinny chicks everywhere. It's like skinny chicks was that's that's the only way to be sexy. Really, that's yeah. the only way to do it. You know, at Kinky Salon, we have a really diverse crew of people because we create such a safe space. And ultimately, you know, I think sexy is about just feeling good about yourself. Some of the sexiest people I know, you know, I mean, they're 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 goofy, funny-looking people. Yeah. You know, but the guy, they're so sexy because they just feel so good and they have so much passion. You know, that's like that's so hot. 
right. you know, it really is. And you know, this is one of the things that we talked about with Polly, is we did an episode about sexual economics, mm-hmm. where we talked about some of the ideas in our culture that enforce the sexual scarcity. So if we believe that sexiness is only owned by certain people, like only young people or only commercially attractive people, you know, then we're really creating this environment where there's more and more scarcity, where we can't experience pleasure, where we can't, we don't deserve you know, we don't deserve love, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just creating more of that hunger and the toxicity mm-hmm. and to deconstruct that and like say, I'm sexy right now, just the way I am. Then you can like give that sexiness to the person who wants it, you know, and not be all like, oh, well, I can't give it to you because you're not the idea of sexy that I was told yeah. that I was supposed to like. Yeah. You can just like whatever is in front of you in the moment. Yeah. If you really like it. Yeah. I mean, just feel what your body says. Yeah. And if you don't, create a space intentionally for empowering everybody that comes to really generate that abundance from within instead of like you know kind of participating in a like oh well that's sexy over there and we're all aspiring to it's that model you. you know this this is a this is a wholly different model you know that I just feel like a lot of a lot it's of an people embodied really, model yeah and, and modeling it is really important you right. get theory, ideology, it just doesn't work, it just doesn't work, you know, you you create a space where people feel really good, and everybody's like, wow, yeah, this is okay, actually, actually, I am valuable, I am sexy, totally, you know, like, even though I'm 50 or 60, or, yeah, it's like, hey, whatever, or, yeah, yeah. really big or really small, I mean, I don't want to say that, you know, the ideal is bad either, right, well, you're not saying anything's bad, exactly, we're just saying yes, yes, we're just saying yes, right, yes, Yes, more yes. More yes. Whatever's creative, whatever's fun, whatever feels good, whatever you're passionate about. It's just like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming on yeah. Sexploration with Monica, Thank Scott. Thank you, Monica. Thank you. So, kinkysalon.com. Also, mm. yeah, baronscottlevkoff.com. That's, that is correct. Mysticmidway.com and uh, Kinky Salon Apocalypse Funhouse, October 26th and 27th, coming up next week. And he's got balloon animals on his head in some pantyhose, and it's so awesome. And I bet it's quite light. I bet you're not fatigued by your head getting too much. No, no, it's good. Yeah, that's really important because it's nothing like wearing big, heavy stuff on your head. Yay! And thank you for um, you know helping the stories be told. You know, it's important for people to hear stories from other people. Just doing it. This is how it works. This is what's fun. This is what's working. This is what's not working. You know, this is really amazing. So thank you. That's what I'm here for. You can subscribe to Sexploration with Monica on iTunes and have new episodes delivered automatically. Or download free podcasts at sexplorationwithmonica.com.